Welcome to Genesis NFT by NFT's What The Fuck, hosted by me, Jamie Burke. We're doing a retrospective on the history of NFTs, its key moments and people, from counterparty to rare pepes, crypto punks and kitties, from Xcopy to Pack, the Beeple's record auction. With the stories from the people inside the hurricane and hear their hopes and fears for its future, these episodes, now over 16 hours have been recorded, will be turned into a single audio documentary released as an NFT time capsule. Follow at NFTs WTF to keep updated on the drop on Twitter. So it's great to have you on the show. Uh, maybe you can kick off by, if you could introduce yourselves by name and company project, and then we'll, we'll go into a little bit about your backgrounds. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been around, um, well, I've been in technology for 20-something years, but I've been around the crypto scene since about 2015, 2016. Um, and have a bunch of projects in um, my my venture portfolio. Um, and uh, the Non-Fungible Labs project is one of those. We started a little while ago around a concept of um, doing, well, the first concept was about around doing a giant uh, uh, treasure hunt for street art. So um, the, the fluffs came out of that business, but... Um, been really kind of deeply involved in in DeFi and in the blockchain space and in the crypto infrastructure space now for five years, which I think kind of makes me a little bit of a grandpa. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that without knowing that about you, and I'm assuming perhaps representative across the team as well, I think that comes through in the project as well. I think you can tell that it's, you know, by, by natives. Um, Alex? Yes, so my name's Alex Smaler, um, Managing Director of Non-Fungible Labs. Uh, I have been dabbling kind of more as just a, an investor trader in the crypto space for about five years now. Um, I moved back from London at the start of the year, which is when I linked up with um, Aaron and a few others who were setting up um, Non-Fungible Labs. And from there... Um, yeah, we started with the street art project and we soon brought in Jesse and then put his creative mind to work and, and came up with Fluffs and many other projects. I'm getting a lot of background noise from one of you, but Sorry, one second. Sorry about that. My brother chose to put on some action movie just at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's maybe just... No, that's all right. Let, let's keep with it. I'm... I'm I'm liking the chaos of this. Let's go. Let's go with it. Uh, Jesse, hi. I'm Jesse Metcalf, uh, the creative director at Non-Fungible Labs. Um, I have a fine arts background, um, so I have my fine arts degree and currently studying my masters in visual and experience design. Um, I have dabbled in all types of art, I guess, through my career, through painting to digital design. I had a business and um, uh, branding and uh, uh, website making and things like that and which i jumped into uh creating nfts recently with the uh universe crew uh working on one of their projects and just got wrapped up in it so i uh, talked to alex about it and then we started building a few different projects and then started creating bunnies and that's how we ended up with fluff world um, before we go into that how do you explain what you now do to your family <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you should see my mum's fridge. I don't need to explain it to her. My house is um, 
full of her art and she's she's well involved in it yeah every time she we uh, do a and a session she gets mad at me because she's not involved and in if i don't ping her I, I think fluff's been like one of the easier conversations to have with with what you might call normies because they're not like the the kind of they're kind of relatable and cute you know they they kind right. of hit a different kind of vibe to a lot of the nft content that's out there everyone loves bunnies it's hard to hate them yeah although some of them are very creepy most <laughs> most are cute some are creepy <laughs> Um, but I think the easiest way to try and explain to, to people what we're looking to build long-term is really we want to make Ready Player One a reality. Um, <laughs> this is just the first sort of building blocks. And even when I say that to some people, they're like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, so you did take us into the metaverse. So uh, I think, you know, that again is going to dictate uh, where we where we put this as a, as a piece of content, but I'm so, so let, let's maybe let's start with fluffy bunnies and then we will migrate to the metaverse. Um, so, mm. so let, let's talk about, you know, the drop happened, I don't know how many weeks ago now, not very long. No, not even two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was complaining to you off air that you did it at the weekend. I was with my daughter trying to be a good dad. And then I'm scrambling to collect uh, digital bunnies um, and ignoring my child for a good good part of the day. Um, So, and you know, I I think it was, so this was the, I mean, I have this all the time, right? So I say, look, this is the last one I'm going to buy into for a while. (laughs) I'm just going to see how it goes. But I think one of the things that really uh, caught my eye about it was the, the quality of these kind of 3D animations, the kind of renderings, um, the fact that clearly a lot of as much time, if not more, had been put into the audio, the, the kind of soundscape, yeah. as it had the visuals. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for multimedia. So hmm. um, maybe you could... Tell us, you know, what, so why you decided to do an NFT drop. Firstly, you know, I think some of you mentioned you've been investing, um, yeah, you, and kind of building more core infrastructure. So, so why why an NFT collectible now? Um, if you could then maybe talk us through, you know, the the kind of configuration of the collection a little bit. Mm. You know, how how or why you designed it in the way that you did. It. Yeah, I mean, so like centrality kind of has been around um, since quite quite early on, and we've always been super interested in how can you bridge the gap to get kind of everyday people to use decentralized systems. And so when we like invest in technology or um, companies that are building stuff, it's always got that bend about how do you make things kind of more usable and accessible to people. So the infrastructure investments are about making it simple to connect the things people do every day to this this new way of doing business or how do we improve the UX or how do we kind of provide a reason for people to get into the into the decentralized world that you know that might kind of be appealing to that consumer audience. So NFTs is like a kind of very natural um extension of that thought because it is something that is kind of highly relatable collectible content and multimedia content highly is highly relatable to consumers. Um, and, and the kind of second reason I guess was because it's bloody fun, (laughs) you know, like it's just a really cool 
piece of content and the the concept around taking NFTs from something that was, you know, a fairly copy pasta profile pic into um, something that was a multimedia experience what felt like a really big opportunity. And um, the way that the concept um, has come together has been really focused on making multimedia come to the forefront of what NFTs can do. And, um, and the second kind of overriding thought pattern was this collision, you know, between media and gaming and DeFi and all of these things kind of coming together and, and merging into this kind of amorphous giant um, industry that's kind of going to take over everything that we do. And so, you know, thinking about that and the design of, of this project, a really big um, piece of that is this kind of meta game. So Fluss isn't just a content drop. Um, it's a multimedia experience and it's a game in its own right. And inside the game are games and inside those games are games. So that's kind of the, the, um, the attraction is, you know, both those things. One is kind of, this is a great medium to encourage new people to come into the space, but it's also a super fun project to be involved with. Jesse's probably going to be able to kind of delve a little bit more into like the character design and the thinking around how we went about doing that. Yeah, then maybe before before you go into that, um, it would be good to understand how much pre-thought, so obviously the vision's there, how much pre-thought goes into it before you do a drop? Because um, <laughs> if you look at Board 8 Yacht Club, you know, on, on the one hand, you know, I'm sure the kind of founding team had this similar vision. At the same time, it feels like a lot of it has been community driven, right? That they couldn't mm. have possibly planned for. So, you know, as a creator, as a creative team, how much do you try to preempt or pre-design versus, you know, are rather are rather just principles that you bring and then hope to kind of develop? I think um, we never tried to kind of set any too strict boundaries. Basically, when it came to the kind of the whole creative process, any time we came to a decision of, oh, you know, should we include this or should we do that? It was pretty much always yes. Um, as you said, you know, Board Ape, after they kind of set the standard, everyone else was coming out and pretty much doing the exact same thing. And we just wanted to take it that next step further and kind of raise uh, the bar on what people expect from these sort of collections. Um, so, you know, obviously music and animation are two big parts of that. Um, and when it comes to, I guess, you know, building out all of the, the content, it's very much just an evolving process. Um, but it's... Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, that's right, um, because you take the community feedback as part of it. But we had to be really deliberate about um, the the kind of architecture of um, multimedia experience and this gameplay, you know, because some of the things you have to set up in the content um, to make that kind of metagame work downstream have to be deliberate from the outset. You know, there's Easter eggs kind of buried all through the content and through the um, way we've built the applications out and things like that that had to be kind of pre-thought of. So without being like super prescriptive around um, exactly how it's going to evolve because you want the community to be part of that process. And we've had some great like bits of um, 
of content injected into the story of fluffs from the community and some awesome memes started started to kind of evolve out of the experience people had with the content there was still a very deliberate approach around um, those high level architectural principles of of the metagame and the multimedia approach to content and in terms of the community as well, I think sometimes it feels like we must have left a microphone on somewhere because the <laughs> suggestions that are coming in from the community are, are stuff that we've been discussing, you know, in the background for a while. And it's, you know, we want to drop the info, but we obviously have to keep a lot of things close to our chest at this stage. I think that comes with studying the space a little bit as well. Like we spent a lot of time collecting other people's collections and watching drops and seeing how everything kind of came into play. And that is what we kind of took all that knowledge and we had a lot of projects that we were working on and fleshing out at the time and it just felt like the like fluff would popped up and it just had it just fit in every area perfectly so that was something that we could easily run with and as we came up with ideas we knew that the things we were developing um you know hadn't been done in this way so we're trying to find the the unique things and asking questions that basically can it be done and because we had such an amazing team on board you know the amount of yeses that came in we just started expanding it and exploring different new avenues that were creative to take great so could you now just very quickly uh, give me the give me the high level description of of what fluffs is and the dimensions of the first drop so you know tr number of traits and 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 kind of all, all that stuff so yeah i guess just as a as an overall recap so the 10,000 uh programmatically generated 3D animated uh rabbit nfts there's 270 different traits across 14 categories um giving a total possible permutations of 69 quadrillion. Um, we obviously only made 10,000, but we also wanted to make sure that they were as unique as possible. So we made them um, unique by at least three degrees of separation. Uh, and that was just for the core character themselves. There's certain things that were even excluded from that, um, such as the background and the music, which will be customizable in the future. Oh, wow. Okay. Customizable music. Which actually was, it was really hard as well because we, you know, we were doing uh, promotional posts and things and I was creating characters for that. And I created some that I really, Alex loved one that didn't make it to the collection as well. And we were hunting for them because there's so many possibilities. There's always a chance that you're just not going to see the one that you created or your favorite one in there. It's completely random, which is just, it's kind of special in its own right. Yeah. And, and part of that kind of design principle, I think, comes back to the fact that the the kind of intention is that these are you know fully rigged metaverse characters and so when you're in that space you want people to feel like they're kind of individual and um and so having those degrees of separation built into the design really helps achieve that and this the, this kind of notion of of a dynamic nft as well um i think is something that we we thought about in the in the architecture of this because it allows for lots of kind of future engagement around the content and um and so when you we talk about kind of the ability to change music um then that's a that's a, a dynamic feature of your nft same with the background scenes that um your nft shows up and those they'll be able to switch locations and those things might have um you know implications on the way games are played or 
um, the way future content drops work or those kinds of things. So there's kind of these buried layers of metagame going on in that as well. Yeah, and I was going to ask you specifically about the metagame concept, but I guess this idea that uh, as as you got all these layers and several of them are dynamic, that things are interchangeable, presumably manually or programmatically. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have been thinking about uh, it was GP, GPT two now, isn't it? Because GPT three, mm-hmm. I think they, they yeah. closed up. Um, are you also kind of thinking in that direction as well about how to bring these things to life? Because you mentioned characters, not avatars. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. it's one step more than just an avatar that you can yeah. manually walk around in. Yeah, totally. Um, like this is one of the areas of Alpha Leak that we're trying to be very careful around. Um, <laughs> you <and> me. <laughs> but um, but we, we have a sister project that's... Um, kind of working alongside non-fungible labs who's got a very exciting protocol um, to kind of supercharge NFTs with these new superpowers. Um, and um, and I think, you know, if you kind of imagine a future metaverse, um, if we've got, you know, as many um, of these characters as we all collect, we can only use one of them at a time as our like personal avatar. Um, so what does all that other content do is it sits there idly, right? And so, um, how can we energize those, um, bunnies (laughs) so that, um, so that they can have a role that's more active, even if we're not personally driving them. Very cool. And I think this really, you know, one of the ways that I've been talking about something like say Bored Apes is it's transmedia potential, right? So it, Mm. The idea that, um, and I think this is even more true for something like what you've created because they're, you know, 3D objects out of the gate is that presumably created in a gaming engine, I don't know, um, is that they're immediately transferable transferable to other media environments that could be you know, an animated movie, it can be a game. And so, you know, I think we've already seen with Mika Johnson, for example, um, with uh, Aku, that did the drop and then Hollywood licensed or optioned uh, the character to make a movie with some like really big people behind it. Um, And so I could imagine, you know, by demonstrating let's call it product market fit with the concept, the characters, um, very quickly you you can begin to bring those things to life through several different media simultaneously. It's not that much more more technical work, right? That's right. Yeah, Uh, and those are some interesting questions. I feel like I get something there, guys. Come on, give me. (laughs) You know, no, you you have. Like, those are some interesting conversations that are already underway. Um, I think people see the potential for this project to um, to reach those, you know, multiple mediums, and um, and we've got such a great community that's behind, um, you know, the fluffs now, and it's probably one of the fastest growing kind of holder communities out there. So um, it shows that there is a demand for taking these these bits of content and extending them. 
And if you've got any stats on, on community, on distribution across collectors, volume in the secondary, and, and actually, I'm not even sure I know the, the final number on the primary. So the primary collection of 10,000 sold out in 40 minutes or just, just shy of 40 minutes. Um, in the first week, um, now, uh, I think the total volume first week was just over 9,000 Ether in the secondary market, um, which I've been told is up there in terms of the highest first week volume um, of any NFT project. I'm not sure. We haven't kind of had any sort of official confirmation or anything around that, but just looking at the volumes on OpenSea, I think we're sitting at 27 in all-time volume um, after just over a week. And then in terms of the holders, I think we just clocked over 3,300 now. So it's it's growing quickly, and it's really it, we really kind of encouraged to see that um, there is, you know, quite a large, you know, d- group of holders so um so it's not highly concentrated and we're getting really good community engagement across those those groups there are some whales like there are in every project but um but the number of individual holders is certainly going in the right direction and it's growing fast we've also seen quite a few um people come into the community and say you know this is my first ever nft that i bought into um and that's really beautiful to see you know people you know starting their nft journey with us and uh it's gonna be quite a ride you know we've already had quite a ride this year on nfts so having those those new people come in is is a really great sign for us yeah and that and that really brings it full circle to what you were saying at the beginning which is why you began a project like this was to do exactly that right and i think that this is the cool thing for me about nfts is the, it's the, the gateway type- drug <laughs> oh my punchline all right. Well, well, we'll have to close off there. But guys, it was a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, I think that obviously New Zealand is now looking for its next kind of film franchise after the UK just stole all the films <laughs> off you. So, you know, this could be it. Yeah, totally. I mean, it'd be, it'd be awesome to see that happen. And we're really excited for the future. Um, we've got lots of things um, that are going to surprise people and um, and hopefully they enjoy playing the game with us. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron and Jesse. Thank you. Thanks yeah, so much. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Cheers. So hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, like, rate and review. We're going to be dropping two of these a week. So make sure you don't miss a beat. And also follow us on at NFTs WTF to keep updated on the NFT time capsule drop.